Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of The Rock Zone. Special delivery for you on a Friday. We have none other than the reigning world record holder and back-to-back world champion in High Rocks, Mr. Hunter McIntyre. Now, for anyone who is even remotely interested about High Rocks, the man need no introduction. But let me tell you, the only thing more impressive than his sporting pedigree is his persona. Like, you could not make this man up in a lab. And Jesus Christ, is the conversation interesting? Um, I feel like Tom and I uncover a little bit of new information. One doesn't normally hear from Hunter, but uh, there's plenty of unique, wonderful things that uh, the three of us speak about. So it was a really, really enjoyable episode to listen to. The only thing I do need to apologize for, because I was on the road, the audio isn't great, but uh, it's still more than listenable and enjoyable nonetheless. The only other thing I'm going to say is, as always, please remember to check us out on Instagram, Rockzone Pod is where you'll find us. Send us an email, hello at the Rockzone, and also check out our brand new website, therockzone.com. Loads of interesting stuff being posted there. That's all from me. Enjoy this special episode. We'll catch you again next week, normal time. Rockzone in. Of just a level of beauty and financial security that I just like, yeah, I've got my piano player <laughs> in the other room. Just strum the song for me. You've, you've not heard my mum play. I think you'd change your mind pretty rapidly if uh, yeah. if you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, She's not so, so bad. Three, two, one. Let's get in. Let's get into the show. Welcome let's to the shake it thing. down, boys. We were talking about OnlyFans, knee tears, <laughs> you know, the queen already. I mean, these people have missed out on a ton. I'm glad that this thing's recording finally. Just it. That's what you get when you get someone talking in the morning and some and two two dudes talking in the evening when they're ready for bed. Mm. Well, my my radio show is called Morningwood Radio because of the amount of energy that I've completely just between my loins just just explodes out throughout my fingertips <laughs> into the keyboard every single day. I'm just ready to take on the world with that energy. Oh god. Oh god. I right. Okay. Well, I was going to introduce um, the man, the myth, the legend that is Hunter McIntyre, but there's really no need. Um, I think anyone and everyone who even remotely knows anything about the sport that is High Rocks knows this guy. Um, I think that's your, your mission, right? Um, to be the most known man in the sport? Not really. I don't care if anybody knows who I am, if I whoop everyone's ass. I wish I had a level. I wish I had a level of like financial security that I literally would just show up to a race, dominate, and then disappear. Just like get on a four wheeler and just rip straight into the woods. And you guys like, where the hell did he go? When's he coming back? But um, yeah. Listen, I mean, fame, I guess, is always inherently tied with people doing fascinating things, whether it be challenging, intricate artistic, whatever the heck it is, there's going to be some fame attached to it because people are fascinated by it. But I don't think there was ever a day in my life that I woke up and I was like, I want to be famous. I've always woke up and said, I want to be really fucking good. And that's just a byproduct. Oh, it's, it's, it just comes so naturally. 
You ooze confidence. Yeah. Wow. Dude, can you that imagine though if I was morning with energy, man? Can you imagine That's though if I was channel. like one of those soccer players, how much more fun in my life would be if I was getting checks for a hundred k a week? Dude, we would be doing ridiculous stuff right now, guys. We would be having this conversation on a yacht. Okay. Halfway through the conversation, I'd say, "Take all the podcast material. We're getting on the helicopter." Uh. We're going hog hunting from the well, helicopter. To be honest, that's, that's pretty disappointing, man. And that leads me very nicely into my first question. Someone with your athletic prowess, why did you choose High Rocks? Yep. If you could have, could have, you know, played soccer um, and got... Uh, football. <laughs> football. And, uh, and, and cashed in. Um, so why, why High Rocks? I mean, dude, it was just, it was all happenstance. I'm actually extremely disappointed in my parents all the time. My grandfather, I show his picture all the time. This is the man who got me and started in sports. He was a Masters Olympian, Seniors Olympian. He was just a, such a sweet guy. But no one in my family besides him was an athlete. And so nobody cared. So they're like, well, Hunter, if you want to go run or wrestle, like now that I'm getting a little bit older and looking forward to having kids, like I'm going to take my kids and I'm going to glue a, a, a tennis racket in their hands and a golf club in the other hand. And I'd be like, you can choose which arm you want to use today, um, but you're going to play one of these two sports and you're going to be a mega millionaire and you're not going to have like tons of concussions and stuff. But, um, or a soccer so ball. So no American football. I, I don't have anything wrong with American football, but um, God dang, man. Like I think it's, it's the likelihood of you succeeding in that sport is so mm. challenging because of the injuries involved. And I'm not like a boo-hoo, you get concussions. It's just – I. I'd rather my kid have a really good life, um, and you could probably crush. Like, Serena Williams is 41 years old, and she's still crushing tennis. And she just, her hands, her head's not like all mush, mush potatoes. Well, debatable. But the High Rocks thing was, High Rocks thing was total hands, happenstance. I bumped into Christian mm. through a, a conversation in a cafe in 2018, and the guy was like, you all need to be the new star of my sports. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great he, impression. He, <laughs> that's a great, yeah, yeah, great he, he's, he's very chuckly. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking crazy. I mean, I've had a million conversations with affluent people that want me to get involved in their crazy new idea. And I was like, man, uh, peace and love. But I, I don't have the time for this right now. And a year later, after I was done with my CrossFit journey, um, I was like, you know what? I'll show up. You guys are coming to Miami. Why not? And then next thing you know, whew, off. Rocket ship. Yep. Private jet. Private jet. Private not there jet. yet, boys, but so close. So close. <laughs> so close. Yeah, give it another five years and Christian will make this the new the new mega sport. We By the time I'm 60. Yeah. yeah, tough luck, mate. You paved the way for everyone else. Hey, but you'll have your kids then. You'll have your kids so you can then get into this sport as well. Mm. Dang so, right, Swings dude. and roundabouts. No big deal. Swings and roundabouts. I'll just be like one of the, those wealthy old guys up in the stands at like the soccer and football games, kind of pointing down from the box. and be like, oh, there's Hunter McIntyre. He's an old bag of shit now. <laughs> he, he was, he was, yeah. Still got that morning with this. Still got the yeah, morning does, Stay yeah. away from him for between the hours of 5 and 7 a.m. if you don't want to get raped and pillaged. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, can we can we double click uh, to use Tom's Tom's uh, phrase? Why sure. why did you stop CrossFit? You said you were busy. You you neglected this uh, overly enthusiastic German man and said no fuck off. I'm I'm a CrossFitter at the moment. Why why did CrossFit end? How did that happen? 
Well, I came in, I got that wild card, which was really, really cool. It was an experience, but, mm. you know, I had always done CrossFit. I think all of us have done versions of CrossFit. I think Hyrox is even a version of CrossFit, whatever you want to call it. And But I had never done the versions that they did, which is just so much barbell and so much gymnastics movements. And one thing I recognize is, like, one, I'm not really enjoying this, and two, my body was really starting to get broken down. Like, I still have a back injury from from CrossFit in 2019 that I can't even carry boxes mm. around my house without being in a ton of ma- ton of pain. So, I mean, in reality, it would have taken me so many years to be as competitive as I am at this stuff, and the amount of damage that I foresaw in my future was just not worth the risk. You know, I didn't want to have a meniscus problem. Mm. I didn't want to have a back problem. I didn't want to have a shoulder tear. And, you know, honestly, I can... I can train for high rocks 20 hours a week and I can go play tennis with my friends, golf, whatever, or go surfing and I don't feel terrible. But when I was training for high uh, CrossFit, I couldn't get a boner. I felt like I had a headache all the time. My back was broken. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was dying daily rather than as a high rocks athlete. I feel like every single day I'm getting slightly better in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And what is is that? Would you say? I guess is that partly because of the? I guess yeah. What would you what would you would you attribute it mainly to the the just all just the movements, the different yeah, types crazy, of movements man. that you do in CrossFit versus a high rocks. Like if you watch some of the best weightlifters in the entire world, like they're gonna train several times a day, and they're probably only hitting, I don't know, thirty to fifty reps per session, and they're like, huh, hmm. huh, do it again, huh, huh. And then do that like five more times and then do a couple pulls and accessory movements. And then they go home and stretch when you're doing CrossFit, like Fran itself, which is like a two and a half minute uh, workout, like a two minute workout for the best people in the entire world. Mm. You're doing 90 reps (laughs) and you're just like ripping your shoulders out. You're dropping into your hip girdle as fast as you can and exploding out. And it's just like. It, it, it is fascinating and really cool to measure it, but it's I, I think that you're going to see a handful of years from now that all these people who are, once they remove themselves from the sport, are going to be brutally honest and say that was the worst thing I ever could have done to myself. Wow. What a soundbite. Like they all... Mm. What a soundbite. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to say this to be critical of CrossFit because I think CrossFit as a methodology is great, but CrossFit as a sport is crazy. Um... I think so. Fair. I think, no, I think it's completely like you fair. Can really, you can really live a life still playing like high rocks or being a triathlete. I don't think you can live a healthy life in the, in the other, um, you know. Other yeah. Part. Well, I guess the proof's in the pudding almost in a way when you see high rocks athletes that are competing, you know, in 50 plus. Oh, categories. more than that. Like 60 plus um, as well. And, 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 and yeah, and older. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a crossfitter above the age of maybe 40. Well, they exist, man. Like there's the masters. High, yeah. And I want to give them some love because you got to appreciate the hard work they're still putting in at those crazy years. Mm. But I don't think, like, one thing I can recognize is I can call almost anybody who's done obstacle course racing with me or anybody who's done high rocks with me, and I can ask them, I'm like, do you have any major injuries? And they'll all say no. Right, whereas only your CrossFit mates will be like, yeah, I've got a meniscus tear, I've got a shoulder tear, and that was last Tuesday. And today I've got a bicep tear and what have you else because they put themselves on the chopping go up quite literally every day. Literally. I mm. just talked to one of my buddies who's way into weightlifting this morning and he's like, yep, I tore my, I, I ruptured my bicep. I can't even clean 135 pounds right now. And I was like, 
No, thank you. Not worth it to me, no, boys. No, right, okay, moving swiftly on, let's get into an equally controversial topic. You've, uh, you're a well-traveled man. Um, you've, seen, you've seen the world. Um, let's, have a, let's have a little bit of an um, opinion. What do you think, or who do you think does it better, Europe or America, when it comes to high rocks races? Are you talking about the way it's designed? I'm talking about everything. I'm left I'm leaving, leaving it vague so that you can fill in the blanks. Yeah, so as far as venues, I think I've raced in Europe twice. I've done Leipzig and um, London. That was really beautiful, beautiful venues. And then Dallas was the last place I raced in the United States besides Las Vegas. And it was, it was basically like a truck depot. And I think the United States, honestly... That sounds sick. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds cool. I don't know. It was crazy, dude. It was so hot also that I literally, like, I cooked. I was dumping... This is where I set the world record. I was dumping water on myself the entire match. Um, and I can honestly say it was one of the hottest races I've ever done in High Rocks. Like, the Leipzig course, what we did for High Rocks World Championships two years ago, is probably the coolest venue I've been to for the entire sport. Um... Yeah, like that was gorgeous. What like was what was gla- so what was so yeah, what was so different about it? Yeah. The big glass ceilings, the gigantic beams, like it was just a beautiful place. It was in the middle of nowhere. Um I think it was like, you know, an industrial area of Germany as well, but uh I can honestly say it was gorgeous. Like I had I had a really really good time. Um I don't know, Truck Depot in Dallas sounds a hell of a lot sexier. Mm. I mean, yes, heat stroke like pending, but uh that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty gnarly. I don't know. You've you've not done a good job at convincing me. I I yeah, but I, Max, I, I, that's because we're that's because we're we're soft Europeans that are that are used to nice fancy venues you, and things. You want a little bit of ruggedness, <laughs> yeah. you know? Chicago is really nice. Chicago, where they hold North American Championships, is a great venue. So it's hard to say. I mean, I haven't done enough races in Europe, um, but you know, I think. I'd rather be racing in Europe than the United States just because I've traveled the country here so much. I'd rather just experience through what you guys do. Yeah. 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 yeah and I guess my versa applies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, we've um, this the, like let's let's get down to to the to the business end. Like nitty gritty, bro. Are you gonna be the nitty gritty? Are you gonna be defending your title this year? Yes. Oh, very short one word answer. Okay. Is there? Can you? Is there? Because because obviously it's in it's in Manchester this time around. Is there a, a particular time that you're maybe shooting for, or a, is there? I guess yeah. What's your game plan going into it? I think it's really hard to tell because of the grid, but I think I could probably show up in like four to six weeks and run like a fifty-five or a fifty-six in Europe, and if you gave me another four to six weeks, I could run like a fifty-three, and. The grid's always different. And the only thing that I ever do when I go to these races, I always tell people horses, not courses, because everyone's like, oh, Tiago ran a 57, and then Tiago goes to European Championships, and it was like 8th or 10th place. And that's a course versus a horse, and a bunch of other horses beat Tiago. So then if you overlap European Championships over World Championships, if you looked at, I think Tom ran a 6... 65 or something or 67 and that was that was nine minutes behind me but he was only three minutes behind um three minutes behind uh Ronkovic 
So if you really try to put those horses against each other, and I talk to Tom every single day. He's my partner and builder. Like, he'll admit to you, he didn't, like, all of a sudden become a totally different person in the past year and just take off tons of minutes. It's just the course. So I never know what to tell you when it comes to grid racing um, versus, like, typical style racing. And I think I've argued this enough times that I believe that European courses are a little bit faster than American courses. And we'll probably see this when you see everyone come over here. Like there's the debacle that I don't even care about because I won the race. But you know that they came to the United World Championships last year and they took a plate off the sled because they were watching the Europeans. Basically, like it felt like they were trying to push over the Empire State Building. Like they, did, they couldn't move the thing. So in reality, it's it's... It's sport, dude. It doesn't matter. It's just you have to show up on the day and whoop everyone's ass. And everything else is just conversation for people like you guys running podcasts and fans to just shoot the shit about. Even for myself to sit at a bar and shoot the shit about. Um, but until the day comes, who gives a shit? Hey, man. Like, don't, don't be discrediting these podcasts. We, no, we make the hype happen No, no, no. I, I think it's great. <laughs> I, I personally do it myself. I'm saying, but it, it, it's good. It's, 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 just, it's just jockeying for position. It's... In reality, at any given time, I think if if you had to write on a piece of paper and fold it over and put it in, who do you think is going to win this race? I would say 90% of the answers are going to be the same. But then when if you were just exposing it and talking who, it or talking wait, to it. Wait, 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 wait. Who's, who's the 90%? Who's the 90%? What, what, towards? What well, as yeah. in the who, who, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think anybody 90%, would be. I think the same. One name. Yeah. And yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. the same exact thing. If I was going to pick world championships this year, I would pick Lauren Weeks for the female side and myself for the male side. Just a, that'd be a one. I would take all the money in my bank account and I put it on Lauren Weeks and myself for that matter. But um, like I said to people, if you if you go back through any of my interviews over the past like year and a half before while Weeks was pregnant, I was like, you guys are all just waiting for her to get over this, you know, her pregnancy, and she's going to come back and take what's hers. And what did she do? She came over to European Championships and cooked the books. Mm. Wow. Okay. Is there is there anyone, I've, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but is there anyone you might be worried about or anyone you have your eyes on who might be contending no. with you, who might be able... Okay. I mean, in reality, I think there's one thing that like, I, you always have to do is you have to race against the person you're in contention against, not the course. And that's a big factor. So you have to know your style of racing. Mm -hmm. Like I remember back in the day when I was really into Spartan racing, I was like, I, I used to run against people like Hobie Call, Cody Moat, um, John Albin, and Ryan Atkins. And I was like, I know I can't beat them to the top of the mountain, so I have to do my race in the middle of the course where it's flat and then try to get on the downhill. And they almost always beat me every time. I never won the thing, so they always beat me. Um, but I just knew that I... I couldn't race them their style. I had to race my style. Um, I can't remember what I was saying, but I was honestly just trying to say a certain high level of, of competing, you really have to race against the person, not the course. No, that makes sense. I was I was basically just trying to bait you into getting a nice soundbite of like, I'm calling this and this person out. Um, I see you. I see your time. You know, I love to beat the... Destroy it. I love to beat the piss out of his... Um, Michael Sandbach and uh, and uh, Tim Winish because they took our doubles world to our, our time, 
And, oh, okay, yeah, okay. fair enough. And in reality, that's a fun hat. That's a fun hat to wear, but it's it doesn't mean shit. I um, when it comes to racing, <laughs> when it comes to racing singles, we all know what happens. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that's like the warm up, the warm up event to the to the actual big boy big boy stage which is solos there's this re- there's this uh there's this rumor going around that they're going to try to do a doubles championship i think sometime in april in copenhagen mm-hmm. would well, you would you enter i don't really know i mean unless there's there's nothing for me to gain i have to fly across the world and they're probably going to give me like two liters of beer for winning it so um <laughs> <laughs> hey, two Danish beer. Dude, when I won the world championships back in 2020, they gave us like gigantic beers. They gave us these things that, like, you know, they looked like the champagne bottles you get at championships. And I was like, I'd race for that again. They gave me $2,500 and a big beer. In Vegas, they gave me, I think, 15 grand and a cardboard check. I was like, this is not nearly as cool. I want my <laughs> beer again. I want the beer. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Take me back to 2020. Um, well, speaking speaking of financials, um, I I mean, obviously you're now branching out and like creating new businesses. You said, well, I mean, in case you've been living under a rock, um, everyone will have been seeing the um, builder adverts that you so um, craftily create. Yeah, they're good times. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> clearly, I think you're having a great time on those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it? What is it like leveraging your status as like? The, the 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 goat of high rocks to starting like side hustles side businesses i mean it's a lot of fun but i'm like i'll be totally honest we don't have like these deep pockets we have no investors so i started out originally with ten thousand dollars and i bought like you know eleven hundred twelve hundred containers and then i would write handwritten letters to people that bought the things saying thank you so much oh, for supporting cute. my business and I was I was really proud of it. And now we get rid of so much sometimes in one month like I would I would grow tumors in my head trying to even like come come close to doing the amount of volume that we did last like last year. So we're doing we're doing very well and it's a lot of fun. And I I I'll say more importantly I'm very grateful for the team that I was able to build, the people that were able to believe in it. Like Tom and Dina do such a great job over there. You know, that business is already as big as the business in the United States within six months. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I can I can confirm that when I was taking a flight um, from Manchester to Germany um, this weekend just gone, I saw them queue up for the Ryanair flight back to Dublin and they were both still repping their full builder gear. Look at that. So uh, wherever they go, they... Uh, they they rep rep the brand, so uh, yeah, you found some good partners in them too. Yeah, they're 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 amazing, dude. They're my favorite people. So they they make the experience of it really cool. Um, and in reality, like I'm just looking forward to a way that when I do fully exit competing in sport, like that I have something that ke- keeps me tied to sport. Because I would love to show up and actually mm-hmm. have a reason to be there rather than just like watching people run, being all like jealous that that's not me anymore. I would love to just be like, hey, guys, like I'm sponsoring the next generation. I'm sponsoring this event. Um, you know, we'd love to just host amazing opportunities for anybody who's involved. So it, t- it will take enough years to, bu- <clears throat> to build it up so that when I do retire, that it will be like a full time gig and actually fill my time up. Is there is there a like horizon um, for when you think you might hang up, 
hang up the old racing boots? Or is there like a, a thing you want to achieve? Do you want to be like the back to back to back world champ? And then you'll say, fuck yeah, I've done it. Is there anything like that in mind? Completed. I, I honestly just want to be retired at 35, you know, in the calendar year of being 35. Because I just don't want to, this will hit people the wrong way, but I just don't want to be that burnt out like dad still trying to come back. And, you know, because Tom's like that, but he's not a burnt out dad. Like he had his kids young. <laughs> he had his kids young and he's always had like a really balanced relationship with it. But I don't have balance. I'll admit, like I have terrible balance in life when it comes to winning. Like um, I'm almost to the point of being suicidal, like not in the way that you should be careful. Hunter might hurt himself. I'm just like, I'll put everything I have on the line to succeed. And it usually gets in the way of friendships, relationships, family, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it wouldn't be fair. So I'd love to just like hang up that hat and be done with it. Is is on the on your on the topic of like I guess setting yourself up post like um, post racing um, career? I guess is there I guess like a is there is there a particular like ambition that you'd like to go? Maybe even like a step further than Boulder and uh, and look at kind of like your own builder, bro. It's not it's not Boulder. Boulder builder. builder. Sorry, builder. I'm thinking of it's bouldering right. in my my injuries. That's right. Um, <laughs> meniscus. Um, is there? I guess like, have you ever had your own idea for a high rock style concept? Well, I mean, we have our event called Battle Bunker, and Battle oh, okay. Bunker, yeah, Battle Bunker is you know my buddy founded the business, and I'm the race director, and I kind of have the creative rights to the design, so that's fun. So. He does the media side of stuff, and I do the event design. And season two is going to be so crazy. Like, we have three regionals, two in the States and one in Manchester um, uh, at uh, at Forders. So we oh, nice. basically – that's not Manchester. Is it Birmingham? Sorry. No, it's Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, didn't mean to say that. But basically what we're doing there is just building an event that is, is going to be so exciting. Um, you know, we, I personally at this level believe in sport, but I also want to test with people the layer that's beyond the muscle, like really kind of like your mental and physical, like mental and physical integrity. So the tests that we're going to bring at the championship level are going to be things that you, you dream of seeing on television and we're going to put these people through it and, it's gonna be a freaking blast so that i really so, like so wait just, just just to clarify it's not like do a sudoku while no 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 no, no 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 in reality <laughs> okay. like mind and matter you know you know in special forces what they're trying to do like they're like yeah you can yeah, shoot yeah, yeah. you can do push-ups but what's going to happen when it starts raining what's going to happen when all of a sudden you're hungry what's going to happen when it's dark out What's going to happen when it's all of those things, but you've been captured behind enemy lines? And, like, obviously I can't measure what it's like to be captured behind measure, uh, enemy lines. Like, we're not going to do that to people. But in reality, we... God, no. I know. Stop, stop waterboarding people. Oh, dude, that I would love... Oh, what are you made of? I would love that, dude. I would love that with all my heart. Um, but, yeah, really what I want to end up doing is is finding ways these tests that you find in the in in first responders and special forces around the world we're going to put people through it so we have what's called grit day and then we have what's called field day mm. so at the championship level grit day is going to be these undefinable unmeasurable tests that you need to accomplish and to get to field day which is the typical sport of like a high rocks crossfit games whatever the heck it is track and field you need to get through grit day to even participate at the highest level in reality, it's not like, hey, we're bullies. 
no, we really want to see what you're made of. And, like, why should you get to get to field day when you weren't able to hang with the rest of the troops? Because it's all levels of filtration for us to find the fittest uh, of both mind, body, and spirit. Very well put. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask a question. That sounded quite intimidating. And you know how high rocks as a sport is like set up for everyone. Christian's mission is to get literally anyone of any body shape, composition or whatever through this. How does that compare your, your um, idea for Battle Bunker? Well, I mean, everything at the highest level should inspire people at all levels. You know what I mean? Like, I watch football at the highest level, and I'm inspired to play at my own level. So just because people are doing things that are far beyond your means and abilities doesn't mean that all of a sudden it shouldn't be of any interest to you. And, you know, obviously, like, I run a high rocks in 55 minutes. There's people that are doing it in four hours. Like, it's, it's the same thing, but it's not. So... Yeah, of course, when it comes to sports and building television shows around things, you obviously have to have – it's more interesting to watch people at the peak than it is to watch people at the base. So that's the way we're designing it in reality. So I one big aspect that I've, I'm that's got me so invested in this project is because I've done so many incredible things throughout my career that nobody's have seen because almost none of the people that designed our events came with a media approach to it. Like, High Rocks, to be honest, has just such a bad media presence right now. It just does... They don't even try to tell a story. They just show up at World Championships and they're like, here's a boy chopping wood, and here's an Irish family, <laughs> and now they are in a stadium. And it's just like, what the fuck was that? And I'm so grateful that they are trying to do it, but, man... I remember I sat down with them. I had a dinner party with them and this huge advertising agency the night before High Rocks uh, National Championships last year. And they're trying to talk all these ideas. And I was like, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. You should wipe that all off the plate and you should start from start filming everybody right now so that you have a story to tell at the end. Because if you just give me the last three pages of a book, nobody gives a shit. Like you have to build the storyline up. <laughs> And they didn't do it, and they're not even doing it this year. Well, well, on that note, Ben, ben and I will be featuring in this, in this year's documentary, unless we get cut out. So, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously going to be so much better because you have the charming, the charming British boys on there telling, telling the backstory. Hey, <laughs> but I was so grateful, dude. When I saw your guys' page and some of the stuff that you guys were doing, at least you're, somebody's making some moves. And there's all hey, these. That, that means a lot. Yeah, that means a lot. And there's all these. Um, you guys don't know this, but yeah, I do watch your guys' stuff a fair amount. But uh, you know, in reality, it's 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 going to have to be in the hands of the independents to basically bring this thing up to a higher level, and really take it to the next level for what we which we all deserve and and want. So I don't know, man. I may sound critical, but in reality, sometimes it takes somebody being brash at the bar to make some some moves and uh, shake up the uh, the minds and hearts of those watching and listening. Hmm. If you were to, um, if you were to, I guess, if you had creative control, let's say um, with with, with Hyrox and 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 where you where you could take it over the course of a year, I guess, what was some what would be like. Uh, alongside the kind of like start filming people would you have any other kind of suggestions that you'd make or any other kind of approaches you'd take or do something differently even 
Well, they have the capacity to have basically like what I would call like a monthly update show. And it should be like the ones to watch. And they basically should be stealing, Mm -hmm. like not stealing, but grabbing information off social media from all of these people and putting together maybe like a 10 to 15 minute little YouTube documentary every single month of what's been going on with the North Americans, the Europeans, emerging markets in Hong Kong and Dubai, and just start telling a story. And in reality, dude, that's so cost-effective and time-effective. It's almost nothing. You're not even creating your own media. You're just doing screen grabs and putting it up, and you're just talking over it. They've got Mintra. They've got Jakob. They've got Christian. They've got Mo. They've got E-Rock. I'm like, all these people love to Mm. talk, yet they don't do anything. And I'm like, and I'm not insulting them. I'm trying to encourage them. So the only reason why I mentioned their name is because I actually appreciate their opinion and value them. If I didn't, I wouldn't have mentioned their name. But my point is, is like, what's the point of having all of this great content and opportunity? Like, I think probably around 200 plus thousand people are going to do a high rocks this year. Let's just say 10% yeah. of those people tune in every single um, month that you put that out and you make them diehard customers. That's your base right there, and you all of a sudden create like a really lucrative and impactful community that's just diehard. And you know what, dude? They should be selling. Like, I mean, like it'd be so easy to get hyped up around um, people and like you know sell jerseys. Fuck! If you go to a football game, what do all people have jerseys on with their favorite players' names? Like, dude, if you would go to the CrossFit games, they sell jerseys with athletes' names on it, and they sell like thousands mm. of them. You know. Like, that's just another opportunity. And I'm not trying to say that to, like, toot my own horn. I don't care if people wear my jersey, but you just <laughs> – you get some people – I Get a get a nice little bit of commission. No, I don't, I, I shirt, don't, need, like I don't need any commission, <laughs> but what you want people to do is them to start to identify and become fans, diehard fans, man. And, like, that would be just – it would be good for the sport. Um what do you what do you think about on on similar note them handing out finisher badges as opposed to like a medal or a shirt that you can flaunt around once you've completed a high rocks race? I'm unaware of that, but I think the shirt's always the better move. I don't know what a finisher badge looks like. What? But, you, uh, what? You've raced so many of them. They don't they don't give elites. Oh no, you just probably stand on the podium and get get fat checks. You that's get the, that's what you collect. Your banner. Yeah, I get a little banner. You get I get badges. a banner and uh, a little piece of metal, you know. Yeah, I, we, we we the 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 mortal folk only get a little little badge, and um, yeah. I thought that might align quite nicely to what you were saying. But no, we don't know what it is. Okay, I don't even so know what we'll, it is. We'll but move on for that kind in, of thing. In, in reality, dude, I'm sure it's it's uh, cost effective. That's why they're doing it. I've thought of I've thought of a t-shirt idea. It would be it could be a t-shirt with the with the trident. Yeah. That you have on your back, uh, on the back of it. I thought that would sell. There you go. You guys can have my back tattoo rights. Go for it. <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy? I know several people that have gotten the same tattoo as me on their back. And they, like, wow, tagged me. No. And like, I did it, dude. And I was no. like, oh, my God, why? Really? Yeah. Shut wow. up. Really? Can I, can I have a quick backstory as to why you decided to put the trident on your back and become the ruler of the seven seas. If you guys want to know the real story, I mean, it's pretty fucking crazy. So sit back, (laughs) relax, and don't judge me. I was in rehab. (laughs) I was in rehab at the time, and I was the worst person to be in rehab. Like, I was still doing plenty of drugs, and I was still – I was on the verge of being sent to jail. And 
basically I was like sat down with myself. I'm like, what's the only thing I've ever actually like thought was cool? Because I'm very young at the time. Like you don't respect anything. You just are a rowdy mm. boy and you're like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and I was like, I thought it was pretty cool when the Navy used to come in and say that they wanted to have us sign up and go become SEALs. Like SEALs are tough. I was like, I'll do that. I was like, how do I promise this to myself? I was like, well, what's the best way to promise yourself you're not going to fuck up again? Just tattoo it on your back. So I just tattooed the whole thing on my back as a promise that I would get out of rehab and stop doing drugs like heroin and all this other stuff and get out and sign up and do something with my life. Because, dude, it was such a bad place that I was in at the time. And trust me, when I had, I had bruises on my arm because this tattoo hurt so much from squeezing the table. And goddamn, dude, I didn't touch any more drugs for a long time. And I signed up for the military and they kicked me out because they saw my record. But... I at least followed through, and I got out of that rehab. And now when I see people see it on my back, I totally forget that it's there. And I'm mm. sure people are like, you know, I've, I've heard from a fair amount of Navy people. They're like, you don't have the right to have that. And I was like, I'll punch your teeth in, bitch. But, um, <laughs> but in reality, um, I think that this means more to me than probably uh, a lot of their pins mean to them. It saved my fucking life. So uh, that's why I have it. Well, I'm I'm sorry for have um, asked in such a insensitive way. That's actually a really nice story, Hunter. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. To oh, dude, call it's not insensitive. I, you know me, dude. I'm not somebody you can hurt my feelings for my action that I did on my own. So, you know. No, but even so, calling you Poseidon and then uh, you saying actually I was in rehab and at my lowest point that didn't feel <laughs> too good. So. Uh, I mean, sorry, sorry about that. I mean, dude, I have always said also, you need to know, to, to know the highest highs, you need to know the lowest lows. Like, it's hard to appreciate mm. things in life if you haven't really ever been somewhere where you didn't have that opportunity. So I like rich kids in Malibu that I bump into all the time. They don't really appreciate any of the things that they have because they've never really not had anything. And when, I, when you have less than nothing, which I was at that point, I have a lot of... Um, appreciation for the other things that I've been able to accomplish or at least spend time with in this world. So it's a, it's a grateful place to be. I've gotten no regrets. Touching sentiment. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Yeah. Um, Thanks for sharing. Succeeded. Succeeded. Um, should we, should we make it slightly more casual to wind things down? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know, um, or Ben wants to know, who unfortunately is not on the show and he was dying to meet you, are, which is a shame. That rap scallion. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, what a bad it's point. only his career that's currently in jeopardy and uh, he's, he's trying desperately to, to make things work. But yeah, um, unfortunately he did have to prioritise that. Um, but he wanted to ask, if not for... Builder, which you ultimately called your new sports nutrition company, if you can call it that. What other names were in the mixer? Well, I've got this like pre-strength drink that I want to call Pump Dragon that I think nice. would be so <laughs> sick, dude. Pump Dragon Pump would Dragon. be so fire. That would be dude, sick. Pump Dragon. That would be sick. Like, yo, the kids are going to go nuts for them. They're like, Pump Dragon! Like, just like hitting their heads <laughs> into walls and stuff. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's the people that I want on my team. Um, Cause you're like, I think that was my only real thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people told me I should name it after myself and stuff. And I was like, in reality, I would love to be able to get to the point of a level of success that not everything I do in my life, like that's attached to my life has to be reliant on the name of Hunter and Hunter showing up. 
And mm. like that's why I built I set up builder because it's building better athletes. So everybody can identify with that. Whereas like hunter juice, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, it's like, you know, you have to identify with hunter and like be like, oh, that guy inspires me and I'm inspired to drink his drink. You know, so I just don't I eventually want to be somebody who, as I said to you guys earlier, like I've never pursued fame. I've always pursued greatness. And it's just a corollary with the fact that those two exist hand in hand. So ideally, I would like to be in a position where like I live in the woods and I'm like Ernest Hemingway. Like I just like drink rum all day and write books and sit in like a in like a little wooden chair and kick back and forth. Um and build and chop some looks oh, like Lord Farquaad would. Lord Farquaad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, for context, for, just for context on that, in case people that are listening don't know, uh, Hunter signed on to our recording today as his pseudonym, Lord Farquaad, on not Hunter McIntyre. So uh, <laughs> that's his name on here. Um, Hunter, I had a quick question. If you, uh, uh, yeah, post race, someone like a High Rocks, post race cheat meal, what, what's your go to? Beer. I never. Okay, really, so you, you, you I, get I a drink really... and you get a main and a dessert. Oh, okay. Well, I eat more steak than anybody should, so I love steak. Um, shepherd's pie would also be up there, and shepherd's then um, I would literally just dominate an unlimited amount of ice cream. But mm, like, if you okay. take what, if, what flavor? Uh, what flavor? Uh, I mean, I just went and got cookies and cream and hot fudge and uh, the, a couple nice. of days ago. So, uh, dude. Literally, like, I will go straight from a race to a bar and start crushing Irish car bombs, and, like, that's all I need. That is, like, a, it's so, a meal and a party. Sorry, what is an it's Irish car bomb? Party. You guys never heard of an Irish car bomb? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, well, yeah. You, ex, you explain Lord Farquhar. It's probably insulting. It's probably insulting to probably <laughs> some cultural uh, groups, but, yeah, it's definitely insulting. It's a, it's a, it's Guinness with some, uh, and it's a, it's like a half pint of Guinness and then you take some Bailey's and a shot of, um, Jameson and put it inside the Bailey's and you drop it in and then you chug it back and it tastes like a milkshake and it's just unlimited good times. I literally used to go to my friend's bar and we probably have about eight to 10 a night and wow. I was, I was in full blown training at the time. Peak fitness. Delicious and nutritious. Oh, There's yeah, a lot dude. of good stuff in the I was like, Guinness. I don't have money for both, so I'm only going to drink <laughs> Irish car bombs. Nice. Nice, man. We'll have some when I come to visit. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get some up in Manchester. Oh, oh yes, 100%. Yeah, you'll um, see me a fair amount this year. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I I think we've we've covered everything. Tom, do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. I've, uh, yeah, I think I've uh, exhausted the questions at least this time around. I'm sure we'll have plenty more yeah. next time we chat. Hunter, do you have anything else you would like to share? Would you like to promote anything? Would you like to share anything? Dude, I, I think anybody who's listened to this uh, knows I just like to have a good time. And if you want to get associated in anything that I'm doing, it's pretty easy to find on the internet. I'm tired of posting on social media, so probably not going to spend too much time on social media anytime soon. But you can catch me in the mountains. That's where I'll be training hard, getting ready to kick some ass. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, right, so our, uh, our traditional catchphrase outro, Hunter, I'm not sure if you know this. This is a test to see whether you've been listening to some of our episodes or not. I've never listened to episodes. I just check you guys out on social media. 
Because you spent no time on social media and spent all your time in the mountain, right? Uh, books on tape, guys. Recently, recently, recently. <laughs> yeah. um, right, okay. Well, we're going to ask you to uh, say Rock Zone Out with us on 3, 2, 1. Okay. So here we go. 3, 2, 1. Rock Zone Out! Rock Zone Out! Zone out. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Nice and cheesy. <laughs> nice and cheesy. <laughs>